You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Well met, fellow adventurers. I'm in the city of Trific, and it's time to embark on the next adventure. And this is a big one, so I think there's a pretty decent chance I won't be able to finish it in one setting. In one sitting. It's called The Lord of Bronze Hall, as the last, last whispery remnants of smoke dissipate, your widening eyes are drawn to the far end. A vast arched corridor. Here we go. The sudden desperate cry that soars out of the alley to your left nearly causes your heart to skip a beat. The chilling plea, ominously cut short, serves as a sinister reminder of cruelty and danger ever present on the streets of the Adderstone. With little practical regard for the danger that likely lurks in the narrow, shadow-draped lane between the abandoned tavern and stone-walled storehouse, you bound into the alley, eager to learn if you will be in time to effectively intervene. As you move past a heap of rubbish, splashing through a shallow puddle of filth, your eyes come to rest on a scene that sends your pulse waiting, racing causes you instinctively adopt a defensive stance. Less than a dozen yards ahead, standing over the unmoving and bloody body of a dark-haired man, are four leather-clad figures. Taking immediate notice of your sudden appearance, the four men step back from the body and fix you with cold, hard stares as they noiselessly retreat into the gloom. While the men, his hand still gripping the hilt of a bloodied short sword, pauses and seems about to speak, when an unexpected but eerily familiar sound shatters the momentary silence. The sharp, unmistakable crackle of magical energy. As the last of the four men turns and rushes off along the alley, your eyes are drawn to the victim they've left behind. Man, you'd assume was dead. With a sudden flurry of motion, the bloodied man staggers to his feet, muttering a string of curses. Moving with a noticeable limp, he hurries past, pausing to nod at you, before making his way out of the alley and onto the broader lane. Before you can attempt to contemplate this strange turn of events, another sharp crassle rises into the air. This time, however, the telltale sound is accompanied by a bright flash of golden light. Several yards along the alley, hovering only inches off the damp, uneven path, is an energy-wind portal. Like those you previously encountered elsewhere, the magical gate is slowly closing. Realising that almost immediately the sudden appearance of the portal 
magical gate you've seen twice before. It's no random event. You cautiously approach the swinging vortex. As you come to within an arm's length of the portal, you're overcome by the desire to step into its inky, swirling core. Only a split second later, as if guided by an unconscious impulse, you leap forward, casting yourself into the lightless void beyond the gate's energy-wimmed threshold. Yeah, this is seriously putting me at great risk of assassination, my portal lust. Then if I see a portal, I just have to go through it. You've barely had time to draw a single breath. The darkness simply lifts, and you find yourself standing in a place obviously far removed from the festering alley in the notorious Tyson Witherport. The cavernous hall in which you stand is on eight arched ceiling of bronze, reaching a height of nearly 70 feet above the glistening stone floor. Stretches off out of sight, both before and behind you. Intricate engravings depicting dragons, griffins, and an entire array of unknown creatures adorn the thick bronze plates that make up the walls of this monstrous corridor. The slowly slinking portal, its energised border still crackling, hovers inches above the floor, only a dozen yards behind you, still awestruck by the sheer enormity of the passage. More than little amp- apprehensive with regards to what its si- size might portend, you suddenly become aware of an equally massive hall branching out of this one, perhaps a hundred yards ahead on the left. You're about to start towards your discovery when an echoing roar fills the passage. Seconds later, a waist high tide of black smoke pil- spills out of the new corridor. The lone silhouette of a woman, now and again disappearing with the rising smoke that continues to billow into the passage, darts in your direction. A surging sea of thick, pungent vapour licks at her heels. As she draws up to you, you immediately recognise the young, dark-haired woman you twice before met. Eleven of them, she gasps as she adjusts the sword slung across her back and turns to look back along the corridor. Don't threat, though. I think I've burned up three or four of them. Not bad for a single blast, wouldn't you say? Don't know why there's so much smoke, though. That's never happened before. The drifting flow of smoke now surrounds you, concealing the shining floor as it churns by, slowly thinning as it passes. Your woman, whose name you've never learned, shakes her head as if signalling her disbelief and fixes, fixes her eyes on the hall from which she emerged only moments ago. I'd have expected this to be here by now, she murmurs. Of course, there's no telling what Tagrox might be up to, though. I'd rather not guess. This says, after all, his great bronze hall. Wait. I think I hear them coming. Now there's a link that describes who Tagorox is. Because presume I think this is presumably something people native to Swift would already know, but we don't. Tagorox. The great bronze giant Tagorox. Subject of so many le- tales and legend is said to hold dominion over a vast array of realms and dimensions, deep in the darkest recesses of the Netherness. Through many doubt the existence of Twergrox, those who believe the giant is indeed real, contend he is a being of immense, immense power, whose hand is often found at work in the mortal realm. As the legends have it, Twergrox's palace, perched on, on a suspended island of black rock, is known as the Bronze Hall. Alright, next page. The very mention of Tagorox is, of the name Tagorox, 
evokes a litany of vivid images in your mind. Many of them fond memories from your childhood. Or accounts of the immortal bronze giant and its floating palace were the mainstay of so many tales and legends. They were considered by many to be little more than a mystical figure in children's stories. You're sturdily struck by the dreadful emotion. The last moments have served to bring his legend to life. You're in the Bronze Hall, says to him. Yes, THE Bronze Hall. Tagorox is here. I dare say he's soon to make an appearance. Of more immediate concern, however, are his guardians, which will be in upon us before we know it. Also of concern is the fact that I'm now all out of fire. By the way, did anyone manage to get the other half of that amulet? Still trying to come to terms with the revelations he has just made, he nodded in, in response to a seemingly ill-timed inquiry. She nods back you. Keep it for now, she says. I may ask for it for a we next week meet, but we shall see. A loud groan, akin to the sound of metal grating over metal. It erupts along the hall as several towering figures of bronze stomp out of the adjoining passage and begin to advance along the corridor, each of the fearsome Benamoths. Crudely humanoid in form, stands approximately 15 feet tall. That says, that says the young woman, shaking her head as she points at the advancing group of bronze figures. I'll have to leave it, leave to you. Gratefully, I might add. Of course, you could come back through the portal with me. Unless you'd rather stick around and catch a glimpse of you-know-who which is Tagorox. The woman, whose name you've yet to learn, bows quickly before turning and rushing back along the passage towards the shrinking portal. Without looking back, she steps into the vortex and vanishes. Horror engulfs you as the magical gate suddenly and unexpectedly closes. No trace of the energy wind portal remains. No, no, I, I thought I had more time! Oh dear, I hope maybe Tagorox will be able to open me a portal. Your heart pounding, you turn to face the seven deadly menaces that continue their swift and deadly advance. The seven towering figures of bronze move steadily towards you along the corridor. Their limbs creaking and groaning with every heavy step taken. Their expressionless faces, carved crudely into the bronze-plated blocks that serve as their heads, inexplicably fill you with a profound sense of dread. And with no hope of outrunning these giant terrors, because they're so big, and with no means of escape in the wake of the portal's sudden disappearance, you boldly draw yourself into a combat-ready stance, and prepare to fight for your life. The first of the bronze Benamoths, the groan of its moving limbs, echoing harshly throughout the immense hall, bears down on you. Its massive fist poised to strike. It's the first bronze Benamoth. Strikes the fearsome bronze Benamoth, strikes at you with its massive fists. And it keeps striking. Fortunately... It's a 3 plus, so it's not getting any hits in. Keep going, keep going, and slain. 72 XP. The towering Benemoth of bronze and iron staggers and lurches to the left before collapsing into a twisted heap on the floor of the Grand Hall. Grim determination. Prepare to engage the next. The next of the fearsome living statues. The next of the bronze Benamos. The groan from its moving limbs assailing your ear stops forward and attacks. It's the second bronze Benamos. Who strikes, who also strikes to do its massive fists. The enemy smashes through your defences with a devastating blow for 24 damage. 
Okay, I've seen it special now. I can do these a little bit faster now. Another 72 XP. The towering bellow for bronze and iron staggers and lurches to the left before collapsing into a twisted heap on the floor of the Grand Hall. With grim determination, prepare to engage the necks of the fearsome living statues. The next of the bronze behemoths, the groan from its moving limbs assailing your ears, stomps forward and attacks. Bronze behemoth number three just did a devastating blow. Another devastating blow, 23 damage. And now it is slain. 72. Fortunately, I have time to heal between the fights. The towering behemoth of bronze and iron staggers and lurches to the white before collapsing into a twisted heap on the floor of the Grand Hall. With grim determination, prepare to engage the next of the fearsome living statues. The next of the bonds, Benamoth, the groan from its moving limbs assailing your ears, stomps forward and attacks. It's number four. Strikes at you with his massive fist. <coughs> Yes, massive and very, very heavy. And very, very fast. And very, very hard. This. It smashes with your food offensive with a devastating blow of the 19 damage. But is slain. 73 XP. The towering Benamoth of bronze and iron staggers and lurches to the white. For collapsing into a twisted heap on the floor of the Grand Hall. Huh? The XP is going up. That means, like in many other of the enemy Congas, they're slowly getting stronger and or I'm slowly getting weaker. With grim determination, you prepare to engage the next of the living statues. The next of the bronze Benamos. The groan from its moving limbs assailing your ears sops forward and attacks. It's number five. Strikes at you with its massive fists. Keeps on striking, and I'm striking back with my quite massive, but probably not as massive, mace. Devastating blow for 31 damage, but it is slain. Another 73 combat experience. The towering Benamoth of bronze and iron lurches to the left before collapsing into twisted heap on the floor of the Grand Hall. With grim determination, prepare to engage the next of the fearsome living statues. The next of the bronze Benamoths, the groans from its moving limbs, assailing your ears, stomps forward and attacks. Bronze Benamoth, six of seven. The penultimate smashes through my defences with a devastating blow, 33 damage. As it punches with its massive bronze fists. And is slain as I go into battle wage. Look, look, look. If she stole anything, it wasn't me. Another 73 XP. The towering Benamoth of bronze and iron staggers. And lurches to the white before collapsing into a twisted heap on the floor of the Grand Hall. With grim determination, you prepare to engage the last of the fearsome living statues. The last of the Bedemoths, well, for now at least. The groan from its moving limbs assailing your ears stomps forward and attacks. Because I have a feeling to. Tagorox could probably have more Bonds Benamos mains if he wants. Probably very, very quickly. Oh, he probably has a huge warehouse somewhere just stuffed with them. Thousands of them. Just just there, just in case. Strikes with his massive fists. Keep striking, he's nearly down and slain. 73 XP. The towering Benamoth of bronze and iron staggers 
lurches to the left before collapsing into a twisted heap on the floor of the Grand Hall. With no sign of any more of the living statues anywhere along the cavernous bronze passage, you step back and allow yourself a few moments to catch your breath. 1,024 experienced a general. And that's just a mid-scenario reward. With the cavernous corridor now empty. You turn and glance back at the spot over which the mag portal once hovered. There is still no sign of the magical gate. The floor beneath your feet trembles. As the last wispy remnants of smoke hovering in the passage begin to dissipate. Your widening eyes are drawn to the far end of the vast arched corridor. Stepping through the towering archway at the end of the corridor, the tip of his iron helm nearly clutching the ceil- touching the ceiling is perhaps the largest living being you've ever seen. The deep bronze tone of his cracked, leathery skin leaves you with little doubt you're staring at Tagawax, the legendary lord of the Bronze Horn. You fall back. Maintain a guarded but non-aggressive stance as the massive bronze-skinned being strides along the passage. The skulls of four large tempest dragons adorn the chain belt that encircles his broad waist. Rising over his left shoulder is the hide-wrapped haft of his mythical bronze hammer. As the, as the giant bears down on you, your eyes are drawn to his face. A pair of fierce, wide-set blue eyes, like two sparkling sapphires, glitter in the flickering light of the torches that line the Grand Hall. Tagorot's jet-black beard, which has been tied into two lengthy braids, wags with every thundering step the giant takes. Piercing blue eyes saw them back on Sangard during the joust adventure. Having drawn to within fifty feet of you, the giant suddenly halts. He sneers as he looks you over. When at last he speaks, his voice, softer than you'd ever have imagined, drips with disdain. Where is your small friend, the thief? It's not the first time she's tried to steal from me. I imagine it won't be the last. You should not have come here. And you should certainly not have seen fit to bestow ill treatment upon my guardians. The thief's portal is closed. And she left you to to your fate. What did I shut it? Were I the horrid beast of mortal legend? I would certainly crush you here and now, as you doubtlessly discern I am not. Therefore, if you are to properly seek my forgiveness, and ask to be allowed to leave peacefully, I might consider the request. The giant's demeanour suddenly softens, leaving you to wonder if Tagorox has sent something that served to give him pause. Well, I've got two options right now. I could ask to be forgiven and leave peacefully, which is the prudent choice, or I could attack Tagorox, which is it's a bit of a jerk move, because it, I am in his house. I came unbidden uh, in the company of a thief, and I've wrecked a lot of his stuff. But that option is a lot more rewarding. And oddly enough, it, and, it, and it won't prevent the rest of the scenario. Attack Tagwox. Despite the speed and ferocity of your assault, the attack seems to come as no surprise to Tagwox. 
The bronze giant face contorts into a hideous scowl as he raises his massive hammer, prepared to deal you a fatal blow with the fearsome weapon. This is Tanyawox, the bronze giant. He's really tough, as you probably should have inferred from how huge he is. Because he's huge, and strong, and magic. And old, and wise, and smart, and, and incredibly rich. And probably a lot more superlatives as well. Hopefully, superlatively merciful as well. Begin combat. He is, of course, an 18+, plus to me. You're going to be an 18+, plus to pretty much everybody. Unless you've bought several packages, or... Supported the kick Kickstarters when they come round, and got and got a load of a load of various buffs. So which means it's magic time. I shall use the power of Neverall Energy Blast. Oh, oh, he's got an anti-magic aura. All right, maybe, maybe. Okay, I'm going to try a third time. Oh, then he resisted. Okay, I'm, I'm going to use Necromancy Wave Touch. Okay, it's working now. Your Wave Touch sends a deadly chill through your enemy. 50 damage. 46, 36 damage. Yeah, he, he's getting hits on me. Okay. Ooh, he smashes through your defensive with a devastating blow for 48 damage. Okay, I'm going to use the quick stone now. And then the Wonder Dragonfire. Admittedly, there are other tough ones in this, but this is this is the one this is the one you one which gives the hugest rewards. Wave touch, wave touch, wave touch. And come on, nearly down, nearly down. He sweeps, swats at you with his mighty bronze hammer. Your enemy smashes through your defences with a devastating blow for 60 damage. And then I finish him off with a quick stone 20. Well, finish. He is immortal, so he's not going to stay down. 268 combat experience. Most of it going to necromancy. 2,048 experience to general, 512 experience to all skills and powers. That's a, that's a lot. That's a lot for something that if you, you know, just use the Wonder Dragonfire, it's perfectly possible for pretty much everyone to do it. With a wagged grass, gasp, Tagorok staggers forward and drops to his knees. Already the wounds that widow his body have begun to heal. Rising his eyes from the floor, the bronze giant fixes you with a quizzical gaze before breaking into a wide grin. Oh, yeah, 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 he was holding back. Tagorok swiftly returns to his feet his body no longer bearing even the slightest traces of the wounds you inflicted upon him only moments ago. The bronze giant roars with laughter as he rests his massive hammer over his shoulder, then holds up his white hand, and a sudden and powerful sense of rejuvenation washes over you. I'm fully healed. Huh, yeah, okay, you're, you really are uh, quite a chap. Tagorox, I tried to kill you, and then you healed me. Thank you. Okay, I think now, 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 now I think I'm going to be. Now I'm now I'm going to be better behaved. There now, he roars, smiling broadly. Perhaps we now realise the futile nature of such senseless hostility. That moment, you suddenly become aware of the unsettling sensation 
of icy fingers as they probe the edge of your psyche. Obviously sensing that you detected his psychic probing, Tagoretz grins and the unpleasant sensation abruptly abates. I trust you'll be able to forgive my rather blustery approach, he says, his tone and demeanour are no longer full of disdain. I've increasingly found myself at odds with the mortal worms, through you. Zoop, yes. I know what they call you. You are another matter entirely. Welcome to my hall. I have been awaiting your arrival. He politely bowed to the giant and then, in a, in a moment of boldness, asked him why he was attempting to probe your mind. He seems to ignore your question as he continues speaking. You're soon to make a voyage that is of great interest to me, he says, making no mention of his intrusion into your thoughts. I wish to determine whether or not you're adequately prepared for what you'll find on those distant shores. Perhaps you don't yet realise it, but our destinies are, in a way, linked. These distant shores being Sangard Island. And I read the descri that description when we first went there. Sangard Isle, says Tragorox, his voice deep and his choice of words filling you with feeling, with a fleeting but profound sense of dread. You have been there before. You have perhaps been there before. You do not remember, Zoop, but how might I expect you to? That was another time and place. And yet, here again we find ourselves, poised to repeat that which never came to be. The giant's voice fades, but after only a few moments of silence, he again speaks. It is, as you no doubt surmise, no accident that you arrived in my halls, he says. That much is now plain to me, and I again offer you my sincerest apology for the rather hostile first impression I must have made. As I was saying, our destinies are, in many ways, linked, you might say. I am not. I am what you are not. And you are what I could never be. Then there is the girl, the thief. By her own hand, outside my own grand designs, she has thrust herself into all of this by ushering you into my hall. She, it is, it is no small role she has played thus far. Though we not, by virtue of that fact alone, grant her undue consideration. Not just yet. You, Zoop, are another matter. Much lies ahead for you. Though you must be tested before you can hope to face it. And so shall begin your trials. Without warning, the floor beneath your police feet vanishes, replaced by the dark, churning mouth of a shadowy portal. Only a split second after falling through the portal, you land in a heap in the middle of a wide corridor. A thin, pale light evenly illuminates the passage, which leads off to the north and south. The portal above your head, floating barely an inch off the ceiling, silently closes. Grounding slightly, you wise to your feet as the thundering voice of Tagorox echoes along the dimly lit hall. Prove to me, and to yourself, the limits of your metal, he says, his voice kindly but firm. Bring me the three gems that are to be found in the realms you will enter. Realms over which I hold dominion but have, regretfully, forgotten. Beclete this mission, 
and you have proven all that is necessary. Turn here with the gems and call out for me. Beware, however, for you must find the real gems among those that would deceive, deceive you. How you will discern what is real and what is not is left to you. There is nothing more I am able to tell you, for I, myself, remember little of the maze in which you now stand. You ask Tagorox about the three gems he's tasked you with covering, but in response he only repeats himself. Find them and bring them to me, he says. Only then will you be ready for what lies ahead. The great bronze giant voice falls silent. You suddenly realise that you're now on your own. At the onset of a daunting task. On the threshold of an unknown, peril-filled lair. You're standing in the very spot in which you first appeared in Tagorok's maze. The broad, dimly lit passage heads north and south from here. From this location, you may call out to the bronze giant, should you wish to. Okay, I can call out to Tagorox. With a firm, clear voice, you call out for Tagorox. Only a few short moments later, your call is echoed by the thundering voice the giant, as it rolls along the dimly lit passage, seemingly from every direction. You've barely begun! Echo booms the deep, resonating voice of the bronze giant. Return here, when you've acquired the three gems. I could tell him I wish to abandon the quest, but abandon a quest? I'll be... I'll, I'll be mocked, mocked in the Copperhill Lodge and amongst the Adventurous Collective. And I will never be able to live it down. No, return to the mission I do. Okay. A pale, even light dimly illuminates the broad stone corridors of the first level of Takarak's perilous maze. Okay, so this this square is, it's got two circles uh, next to each other, and it's got alcoves, two alcoves to the north, two alcoves to the south. Okay, there's a question mark in the southeast corner. You're standing before a set of broad steps, descending to the lower level of Tagrock's deadly maze, climb down the stairs. Taking great care with each step, you descend deeper, deeper into Tagorok's deadly maze. Okay, I'm going to climb up the stairs now. Hmm. Suddenly, it takes you only a split second to realise you've just stumbled upon a deadly snare, preceded by a loud groan, and a shower of dust and debris. A massive stone block releases from the ceiling in this section of the passage. The deadly payload of the heavily concealed trap plummets down upon you. Alright, pick a number. Bonus of 50. 20 from Vithery, 20 from Agility, 10 from Luck. Need 75 or more, or I get crushed. 125, success. 64, experience to general. In a remarkable display of skill and agility, you manage to dodge the deadly snare. Now, mindful, you'll need to remain ever on your guard in these passages. You quickly resume your mission, eager to retrieve the three gems and escape from this perilous maze. Okay, northeastern. In the centre of this small alcove, suspended in midair, is a large bronze-hued gem. The massive eye-shaped stone rotates slowly casting its pale glitter off the surrounding walls. Recalling the warning about false gems issued to you by Tugrox, you wonder if the gem hovering before you is indeed real. Hmm. 
There must be something I can do. Carefully examine the gem. Hoping to discover something. Indicate whether or not the gems are suspended in mid-air before you as wheel. You carefully study the glittering stone. Picking a number. Bonus of 40. 20 from Arcania, 20 from Aura. Need to get 100 or more to have any idea what's going on. 77. Failure. Despite a careful examination of the gem, you remain uncertain as to whether or not it is real. Oh, I don't know whether that's real or not. Right, the northeast alcove. It's another gem. Okay, going to the southwest corner. Takes you only a split second to realise you stumbled upon a deadly snare. With only a thin whistle and a wash of and the wash of air. Two long, sharp. Sharp iron spikes shoot out of the walls on either side of the passage. Picking a number. Bonus of 50. 20 from Fevery. 20 from Agility. 10 from Luck. Got to get 75 or more or I get stabbed. Pick now. 53. Failure. Your attempt to dodge the snare has failed. Your agonising cries sound throughout the passage. The sharp spikes tear into your flesh before swiftly retreating. Wounded and dazed, but thankful to have survived the deadly snare, you spend a few moments recovering from your deal before once again setting off through Chagorok's perilous maze. Alright, there must be some. Hmm. Ah, here we go. The clank of metal plates and the groan of heavy joints fills the passage as a fearsome sight looms into view, the pale light ahead. Towering being of tin, easily twelve feet tall, stomps towards you along the corridor. As the being of tin approaches, the fearsome guardian of Tagorox's maze raises his massive fist. This is the Tin Guardian. Wait a minute, it's not... It's no, no description of what it's doing at all. Oh, wow. I assume it's... It's plumbing with its massive fists or something. You've slain your foe. 40 XP. The massive being of Tin staggers backwards for several yards for ultimately collapsing into a heap of twisted metal in the centre of the passage. After making certain, certain you are no, there are no more of the guardians nearby, you spend a few moments checking over your equipment before once again setting off through the giant's deadly maze. Okay, I'm gonna go a lemon guess. Is another team guardian? I'm thinking if I if I keep if I slay enough of these, something should turn up. Alright, slaying your foe. 40 XP. The massive being of tin collapses, staggers backwards for several yards, before ultimately collapsing into a heap of twisted metal in the centre of the passage. After making certain there are no more of the guardians nearby. You spend a few moments checking over your equipment before once again setting off through the giant's deadly maze. Right, I'm just going to keep going round this. This is the first level of the maze with tin guardians. Yeah, and round and round I go. Do, 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 do. It's another tin guardian. Not describing what it's actually doing to me, but I've still slain it. 40 XP. The massive being of tin staggers backwards for several yards, before ultimately collapsing into a heap of twisted metal in the centre of the passage. To making certain there are no more of the guardians nearby, you spend a few moments checking over your equipment, before once again setting off through the giant's deadly maze. 
Alright, what happens if I go down the stairs? Taking great care with every step, descend deeper into Tagorok's perilous maze. You're standing at the space of a set of broad steps that climb into the higher level of Tagorok's deadly maze. Okay, this dungeon is shaped like two tridents linked together by just a one with, with two forks. It's got three, three prongs in the bottom and three prongs at the bottom, at the top. Okay. Alright, north, northwest prong. In the centre of this small alcove, suspended in midair. It's a large bronze-hued gem. The massive eye-shaped stone rotates slowly, casting its pale glitter off the surrounding walls. Recalling the, war recalling the warning about false gems issued to you by Tragorogs, you wonder if the gem hovering before you is indeed real. Head back south. Hmm. Okay, just... North Alcove... Another gem. Northeast alcove. Another gem. I'm going to guess there's gems. Suddenly, it takes you only a split second to realise you've stumbled upon a deadly snare. And with a reverberating thud, a massive metal, metal spiked ball of stone drops into the passage ahead and rolls towards you at an incredible speed. With this thundering approach ringing in your ears, you prepare to make a desperate attempt to dodge the hurtling spear. Alright, pick a number. Bonus of 50, 20 from thievery, 20 from agility, 10 from luck. You need to get 75 or more. Or I get both squashed and stabbed. Pick now. 92 success. 64 experience to general. A remarkable display of skill and agility. You manage to dodge the deadly snare. Now, mindful that you need to remain ever on your guard in these passages, you quickly resume your mission, eager to retrieve the three gems and escape from this perilous maze. Uh. Alright, a pale, even light illuminates the broad corridor of the second level of Tagbox's perilous maze. There's a gem in the southeast corner. The clank, the clank of metal plates and the groan of heavy joints fills the passage as a fearsome sight looms into view out of the pale light ahead. A towering being of copper, easily twelve feet tall, stomps towards you along the corridor. As the copper being approaches, the deadly guardian of Tagrox's maze rises its claw-tipped hands. It's a copper guardian. Oh, once again, it's not... He, uh, he's forgot to actually write a description for the enemy's attack. This is a... Smashes through your defences with a devastating blow for 24 damage, though. Another devastating blow for 25. You've slain your foe. 72 experience. The towering copper Benemoth groans as its knees buckle and it gives way beneath its massive bulk. With a reverberating thud, the fearsome guardian of the maze collapses into a heap. After making certain there are no more of the guardians nearby, you spend a few moments checking over your equipment before once again setting off through the giant's deadly maze. Okay, um, I think I want to go back to. It's another copper guardian. Alright, just gonna bash that. Oh, God, stop. Stop with the devastating blows. They're devastating to me. You've slain your foe. 72 experience. The towering copper banner groans its knees buckle gives way beneath its massive bulk. With a reverberating thud, the fearsome guardian of the maze collapses into a heap. 
After making certain there are no more of the guardians nearby, you spend a few moments checking over your equipment before once again setting off through the deadly, the giant's deadly maze. Now, I think I'm going... There seems to be an unlimited supply of these random combats, so I'm going to equip the Hail Blade, because that can sometimes heal me. Flying up the stairs. Alright, back to the first floor. It's another Tin Guardian. Devastating blow for 25 damage. 29, another one for 29. Uh, the Hail Blade healed me a bit. 40 XP once more. Alright, just going I'm going round and around the topmost level. Let's keep going round and round and round we go. Hmm. The clank, the clank of metal plates and the groan of heavy joints fills the passage as a fearsome sight looms into view out of the pale light ahead. A towering being of tin, easily 12 feet tall, stomps towards you along the corridor. As the being of tin approaches, the fearsome guardian of Tagrox's maze suddenly adopts a bright red glow and raises its massive fists. It's a, it's a tin guardian, but it's glowing. Smashes through our defences with devastating blow for 32 damage. Use a quick stone 20. Three, the, the hail blade shimmers brightly. You're healed by its magic. Three stamina points has been restored to your total. Well, that's not much help when it's doing 36 damage with another devastating blow, but now it is slain. 40 XP. The massive being of tin staggers backwards for several yards before ultimately collapsing into a heap of twisted metal in the centre of the passage. The glow still animating from the remains of the Metal Guardian suddenly intensifies before slowly fading as the last faint remnants of the glow vanish. The phantasmal likeness of a bronze-hued gem appears above the destroyed defender only to disappear a split second later. After making certain there are no more of the Guardians nearby, you spend a few moments checking over your equipment before once again setting off with the giant's deadly maze. Hmm, now I'm thinking that that just glow. It's another Tin Guardian now. Just going to give it a bash. Hail Blade killed me for three points. And it is slain. Alright. 40 XP for that. Yep, all the Tin Guardians are 40 XP. Because that's just what they do. 40. Another 40. Here comes another Tin Guardian. Okay, come on. Hail. Oh, yes. Your Hail Blade shimmers brightly as you're healed by its magic. 142 Stanima points have been restored to your total. That fully heals me. And it is slain. I'm going to go into battle rage. Yes. And I end I end the combat fully healed. It's a very convenient item, the Hellblade, where you're facing huge numbers of, of foes which are easy but might occasionally of three plus foes. That, that's where it comes into its own, like in, in the battlegrounds where where you'll face just where you face hundreds of combats. And even if they're all just three pluses, it'll lower, it'll burn down your SP just by sheer attrition. Especially since the later levels have hundreds of SP as well. Yep. Hmm. Staggers backwards, yeah. 
You know, I'm half tempted just to keep walking around in circles and just keep fighting these tin guardians. But if I want to do that, I walk around on the second and third levels where the guardians give more XP. But still, 40 XP for pretty much no work. Okay, but no, that's enough of that. Now let's go have a look at these gems. In the centre of this small alcove, suspended in mid-air, is a large bronze-hued gem. The massive, eye-shaped stone rotates slowly, casting its pale glitter off the surrounding walls suddenly. The suspended gem flares brightly, dazzling you with the brilliance of the bronze light that floods out of its many flatsets. Moments later, when the glow fades, there is no longer any sign of the frozen gem. You suddenly realise your defeat of the glowing guardian on this level of Tagorok's maze has likely played a role in helping you to identify the real gem. With your spirits buoyed by this realisation, you immediately prepare to continue your mission and resume your exploration. Okay, let's give these other gems a load. Alright, northeast alcove. It's a gem. Suddenly, it's not a real gem. It, it flares and disappears. Okay, let's give the southeast gem a go. Alright, mm, I think so. Alright, southwest. Suddenly, it's disappeared. Okay. Process of elimination. The. Oh, there must be the southeast gem. Just gonna make my way over to it. Bashing another tin garden on the way for another 40 combat experience. It's gonna add up. And because of the hell blade, I won't even I won't even run out of run out of health and magic points. Assuming I don't get wrecked by those devastating blows before I get a heal in. Because I mean that's a whisk. Yeah, I think this this dungeon is more rewarding. If you're a heart, if you've got enough health and things just to plow through everything. Okay, there's the stairs. Onto the gem. Carefully examine the spinning gem. Hoping to discover something indicate whether or not the gem suspended in weird air before you is real, you carefully study the glittering stone. Alright, pick a number bonus of 40, 20 from Akania, 20 from Aura. Need 100 or more to confirm its wheel. 74, failure. Despite a careful examination of the gem, when I'm certain as to whether or not it is wheel. Okay. I want, I, I want to invest, confirm its wheel. You breathe a sigh of relief as your fingers close around the solid form of the spinning gem. You take possession of the curious stone and are shocked when it suddenly melts away in your gasp and vanishes. A low pulsing hum and a bright white light now fill the alcove. In the centre of the alcove, over the very spot in which the spinning gem was pre previously floated, hovers a glowing portal. The bright white glade is churning pour call like the eye of a great storm emits a low pulsing hum so I can step into the glowing portal or not now anyway we're coming we're coming up close to an hour so that's enough for now next time we'll go through that portal and maybe we'll find the gem the first gem and of course, after that, there's two more gems, so there's a lot more of this to go. But for now, farewell, fellow adventurers.
Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. 